0: California ranks 49th out of 50 states when it comes to affordable housing. Governor Gavin Newsom
1: demanding an investigation as to why Californians pay more at the pump.
2: Certainly when someone has a company, their job is to make the proper investment, take care of their shareholders, their employees, and the community in which they're at. And our job in government has laws to set the bar at at a reasonable level. It's legal to hunt humans with 15-round, 30-round, even 150-round magazines. Today,
3: Governor Gamma Newsom signed an executive order directing agencies to find state land that could be dedicated as temporary shelter location.
2: We're providing health care for everyone, regardless of immigration status. If you believe in universal health care, you believe in universal health care. This is a ghost gun. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip to disperse with 30 bullets within half a second. 30 magazine clip in half a second.
0: Welcome to the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're just a couple of common sense California natives sharing commentary on our state's current events. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. What's up, guys?
1: We are go, go. gathering in a group of less than 10, so hey. We are.
0: We're we under are. coronavirus quarantine watch
3: 2020.
0: It is.
1: I'm so glad that uh, John broke out of the house and joined us here. Tonight. Yeah, guys.
3: Uh, it was a little scary there for a second. You know, after the after the orders went down, what was that, Thursday night?
1: Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I was
3: getting a little scared. Could I, I, could I show my face outside? I don't know. I thought I what was funny
0: was... You mentioning that the one1 still looked like there
3: was quite <laughs> yeah. a few people so traveling. It's, it's Friday, and I can see the with the one one freeway for all, from where I was at, and there was traffic and I thought to myself, hmm, a lot of essential businesses out there <laughs> is that a a fact of
0: people weren't heeding the advice, <laughs> or is our traffic just still that I, bad?
3: uh It's a great question you <laughs> know even on the even on a quarantine yeah. <laughs> right? Traffic doesn't move up and down the freeway. Yeah, which doesn't bode well for all the work that they're doing to widen freeways right, everywhere. Right, exactly. But that's neither here nor there. We've got, we got Corona discussions to get to.
1: And what a time it is. We're having just a whole bunch of fun, aren't we? It's so true. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I actually got extended from my job. To work from home,
3: you got that like a couple a week ago. Yeah, so two I weeks did, ago.
1: I've already done a whole week of work from home. One full week. Okay. So now they extended my work from home all the way through April thirtieth.
3: See, this is this starts, and I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of concepts from from all the fallout from this. But but this is one right here of all these deadlines, right? And, and it, it, at the very least, this demonstrates what a vacuum we live in in terms of information uh people just don't know right we're still at a stage where you know what did what did gavin say in terms of this extended uh, you know shut in Wh- whatever the f- official term is uh, it's going to be going through april 15th is that right i think that's the the current deadline or okay, projection fair. right current you hear other other groups saying two weeks we just need two weeks which would take us and they said that a week f- ago
0: 14 days is technically the
3: incubation right, period like that's the, the
0: Or 15 days is like Trump's... We just need 15 days of isolation. Right. To see where that gets us. Exactly. But I think what we're seeing... The LA Times released an article yesterday about LA County is just stop testing altogether because they can't keep up and it's pointless. And you're seeing that in a lot of areas where testing... You're not even going to get tested unless you're in some kind of vulnerable population. Outside of that, it's just going to be sit home and
3: weather it. Right. I mean... And let's go there for a second. I mean, again, we're going to be going down a lot of different roads with with this podcast. But when you're saying just weather it, right, from what I can understand, from what I've heard, and again, there's a wide berth in in terms of what's reality, what's hype, all that, weathering it, correct me if I'm wrong, is possible for a large number of people because it is. Is flu-like or that's not true in it terms is. of the symptoms that, that come on? And it's if you are compromised in, whether it be your lungs or have other, what do they say, immunocompromised, that's right. where the real concern becomes. Is that right or what, what, what's the deal? Correct. It's flu-like plus it's got
0: a respiratory aspect to it. Okay. Um, Which the regular flu doesn't really Right. I mean, typically. Right, but yeah. it's no. I mean, it's not a whole lot different than if you've got some kind of respiratory thing going on, right? And you're coughing on everyone, and okay. yeah. you're aerosolizing all that, you know, yep. sputum that's yep. full of gunk and the virus. And right. And yeah. even if you're with it, even if you are, uh, even if you're close quarters with somebody who's got it, yeah. And you're a healthy individual, your odds of getting it are still one in two hundred. Oh, is that? Is, it's not like, uh, oh man, I was in the same room as this person. Therefore, I will have it for certain. Like
1: you, you have to touch and put to your face that flu, the the virus. Yeah, you know. So you have to have in contact with it, or someone just sneezes right in your face. Okay, you know. Yeah, right.
3: And even, and but you're not saying even at that it's one in two hundred. If if someone if someone were to you know be one foot from you and sneeze in your face. It's never
0: for certain that uh, you're going to get anything, right? Right, And right. for healthy individuals, it's one in 200. Because they might, actually, they might have gotten it, but then they fight it off and... Or maybe your system can just fight it off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people, I haven't had the flu, and I can't remember how long. Right,
3: but you probably 15 been 15 years plus. And you've probably been in contact with it. You almost
0: had to have. Always. Right. I mean, my job, I'm around sick people all the time. Right. so. I you know and the the flu is always mutating so it's not like chicken pox so well, I got it once and I'm I'm good yeah I just I'm one of those people that doesn't get sick often yeah I get bad allergies but outside of that it's not I think people are treating this like the plague like yeah. it's some airborne plague yeah um where you can't you don't I don't want to be, you know breathe the air and that six feet is this magic number of yeah. go no go you know? yeah right right.
1: I didn't want to stop you. You were on such a roll right there, but I just have to stop you here. Let you know you're being offensive to chickens, <laughs> <laughs> because the chicken pox doesn't come from chickens. Okay, just letting you know. True. It probably does. True. That's, that's probably that's, why they named it. That's that. strike one. But you know what? Well, put with that the, rhetoric with behind with you, the
3: Chinese sir. flu. We yes. don't want to
0: offend yes, anybody. We do not. Because geography is offensive.
3: Did you know you're not supposed to, and it's never happened before where they've named a virus after its location? Right. <laughs> Apparently, that's like something totally new.
0: I think what's interesting is if you break it down, the only time we rename them to a code word is when they come from China, right? <laughs> yes. uh, H1N1, COVID 19. But the others, like West Nile, Ebola, German measles, Spanish flu. No problem talking
3: about geography. Mm -mm. I even, I even found some, I looked up, okay, I wanted to know like, with all that's going on, okay, what are some of the the ugliest flu, ugliest viruses that have been out there in the past? And then I was curious, okay, out of those, how many, which ones are kind of based on a location? Right. I never heard of this one, the, the Marburg virus. Apparently, pretty ugly, but Marburg, from Germany. Trash? Oh, Marburg. <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> the trash company. That's a good one. Marburg, Germany. Ebola. Right. There was a sure, river right. in sure. the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, there was a couple more. Hold on. Let me find in this article. Um, oh, I believe the, the Hanta virus. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Hanta. Mm-hmm. right. Uh Right. The really nasty, like you've already said, Louis. The really nasty year of the flu. We called it the Spanish flu in 1918. Right. There was a especially bad strain. Um, Oh, and you remember the whole, obviously, SARS, sudden acute respiratory. Right. Well, then there was MERS, which was Middle Eastern. Eastern. Whoa. And we never yeah. called it that. Most people don't even know what MERS means, right. right? It was always cloaked in MERS. <laughs> right. right. But the M and the E, gets a little tricky there. So it's not exactly like this is the first time that we've decided to put a locale
0: no, and to the name. There's some numbers that, I also kinda wanna go over I gotta pull them up here. Yeah. So a lot of people keep using Italy as the The source? Not the source, oh, but the look how bad it can look be. Look at right? the numbers. That's oh, right.
1: We're gonna switch it to Italy because they're what? Doing worse than China is well. Well,
3: we have numbers. The actually. numbers, right? We, you know, the numbers. All the numbers surrounding all of
0: this. We're going to call it the
1: meatballs flu. What? No, no.
3: <laughs>
0: what I'm saying though is everybody looks at Italy for look how yeah. bad it can be. Okay. Look at all the deaths. But
3: even as we, sorry, but even, even as we record the day, they just said like last night or yesterday, 800 new right, deaths right. in Italy. And I think what
0: anyone who's taken like basic stats knows that you've got to kind of dig into the data and just see what are the elements that could provide those numbers, right? right? And with Italy, Italy has the oldest population in Europe. Mm. Um, it's it's 20, 20, yeah, so their median age is four forty seven. Ours is like 36 in the USA. And 25% of their population is over 80 years old.
1: Mm. Well, then throw into that, you know, the stereotype of Italy, that they love their grandma's. Well, their Mamma Mia's
3: no, but but they also have they the have most very, smokers in Europe. Yeah. There's that, and you know, there's an element that I, I'm not going to uh, get stats or any specifics. Uh, probably perfect, but I didn't quite appreciate. People have been talking about that. Uh, there's a lot of there was was probably not right now, but there was a lot of travel between China and Italy, fashion and just other industries in Italy. That there was a lot of. It was like a hot destination for the wealthier individuals from China. I didn't either. But apparently they say, obviously, between end of December and then when things got really locked down, who knows how many back-and-forth flights and trips and travel between the two countries was occurring.
1: I mean, if you think about it, you got a lot of fashion designers there, Uh, and the production places are in China. Right. right. So
3: I I just didn't respect or understand how heavily of a trafficked – Pipeline that was, but apparently pretty, pretty strong.
0: Well, in looping the numbers back to kind of what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, the only like super data set we have is the Princess Cruise Ship. Oh, yeah. Everybody on there got tested and tracked. So about 3,700 passengers. Wow, that many. Okay. Yeah, plus the crew. Yeah. Uh, the average age was 58, and they were all breathing in the same recirculated air, eating in the same food areas, common areas, et cetera, right? So that population skewed higher in age, too, than, right. like, than like the
3: U.S., for example. T-
0: totally. Okay. Uh, older people like to cruise, of course. right? Of course. Um, and you've got a population that's in close quarters with each other yeah. the entire time. Even after all that, less than 700 contracted the virus. Out of 3,800, you said? 3,700. hundred. Thirty seven Okay. And seven died, but they're all over 70. Okay. Um And if we adjusted that for age to match the general population, the mortality rate is less than 0.5. So I think it helps put things in perspective. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks that the world's going to die and that it's like the bubonic plague. Like (laughs) if you're anywhere near it, it's like a hazardous materials situation. Mm -hmm.
1: But PSA, just like the bubonic plague, it can be solved by having... Hygiene requirements. Oh, exactly. Wash your hands. It's all.
0: 60 Minutes did a great special on China's wet markets.
3: Oh, interesting.
0: And, you know, take 60 Minutes for what it is, but sure. I consider them a pretty decent sure. source of most things, right? Um, And it's astounding how dirty mm. and how poor the sanitation is. Mm. And that's where all these pandemics keep coming out of is the damn wet markets, right? And so... I think at some point, people need to take ownership for uh, releasing a pandemic onto the world.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, Especially when there's a pattern that develops. Totally. One-offs. Look, I got, you know.
0: We had, even tuberculosis came back in this country like a year or two ago. And we had record sky-high cases of TB. And TB had been gone for forever.
1: Yeah, or, anti-vaxxers, where are you at now these days, yeah. huh? Or, or did I,
3: do I remember this correctly? That in the, amongst the homeless population, like in LA, leprosy? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, when was the last time we talked about leprosy? Right. I mean, I, I read it in the Bible, but <laughs> all, not exactly.
0: All these things have consequences, right? And it's like, well, let people live on the streets. And sanitation's not good cleanliness isn't there and we start getting a development of these diseases we haven't seen. Right. Yeah.
1: Push me, Louis. Let's get into an article. This comes from the LA times in a dramatic big to slow the spread of the coronavirus, Los Angeles County and city officials announced new orders Thursday that severely restrict public movements. The Los Angeles County Order requires all indoor malls, shopping centers, playgrounds, and non-essential retail businesses to close and prohibits gatherings of more than 10 people in enclosed spaces. The City of Los Angeles Order is much more restrictive. It requires all non-essential businesses to close with companies able to operate only through work-at-home arrangements. The order also bans all public gatherings of any size outside of homes. All businesses, including museums, malls, retail stores, for-profit companies, and nonprofit organizations, must stop operations that require work to be present in person. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti said, "No public and private gatherings of any size that would occur outside of a single home will be allowed with clear, without clear exceptions." So, oh the Garcetti.
3: On. Garcetti, and then it was from this a couple hours later that Gavin Newsom basically said copy-paste for California. Right. Right. Okay, so this is kind of cool. the deal that
1: started. I have that clip if you guys want to hear it.
3: Yeah, let I hear say it.
2: let's hear it. We,
1: want to, we need to
3: hear from Mr. Gavin himself. Now, here we go.
2: The fact is, the experience we're having on the ground throughout the state of California, the experience that's manifesting all across the United States, and for that matter, around the rest of the world, require us to adjust our thinking and to adjust our activities. In the state of California, many people are very familiar uh, with these adjustments.
1: A number of days <laughs> because ago, because we infringe on you all the time. <laughs> area
2: counties that led with stay-at-home orders. Uh, now, as I speak, some 21.3 million Californians reside in a community, in a city, and/or county that have similar orders. A state as large as ours, a nation-state, uh, is many parts, but at the end of the day, we're one body. There's a mutuality and there's a recognition of our interdependence that requires of this moment that we direct a statewide order for people to stay at home.
1: There it is. Why does Everybody? he talk
3: so choppy? I know. And so we want you to do this. And I can now, unfortunately, every time I hear his voice, I picture the finger waving <laughs> yeah. that he just inevitably he does. He likes to wave Le- the finger. The lecture. There's like a lecture finger yeah. that comes out. Well, it's the whole we know better than you, and he does. Right, right,
1: he does. So, the the real issue that I hear this a lot is people want to know when this will end, and I keep telling them we don't know. We we don't know until the the numbers start going down, and until the numbers start going down, this is the new normal. I can't I can't tell you. It's, it's up to the virus when it's over. Yeah,
3: which. Well, I don't know. We can we can talk a little bit about it now or, or dive into it more later. But it's an interesting discussion, though, right, when you get into de- to talking about the new normal. Because it's – we were talking a little bit off air before uh, the podcast. It's really hard to see with orders like this, with movements like this, the full relinquishing and or resetting back to – the, the the state of things that were before this all happened. And that goes into government's willingness and quickly do these sorts of things again for the next thing that may not be anywhere near severe this, but, oh, you guys are used to this. Here's what we're going to do. I feel like it's a hitting of the panic button. Yeah. Right? And giving
0: zero thought about the repercussions that it causes down the chain. Because you're going to go back to uh you're going to go back to a way of life where a ton of businesses are out of business and a ton of people have no job to even go back to. Right? Right. The markets hit record lows since 2008. Right. To say everything will just be bounced back. What's funny is we were on record gains. Right. Right. I mean, we right. were on our way to Right. Thirty thousand, right? So I, everything also seems very coincidental to me, and I don't know. I, I'm not. I've good. always, no. I've no. always wondered how, uh, how organic the virus is.
1: I've no, heard, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna go into the conspiracy realm into that one. I, I don't follow into it.
0: I don't know. It just. <laughs> It just seems like one of those things that Look, has just, literally it's, shut it's just the world It's just so much down.
1: easier to say the communist regime in China screwed up because they're a communist regime. Uh, right. That's one failure, obviously, a natural failure of just a, a
3: totalitarian sort of state and communist run. But again, I, I, it's hard to not think. I don't think this is conspiratorial to say that Rahm Emanuel himself said it, right? They're definitely not letting this crisis go to waste because we're going to be able to see, quote unquote, what can happen, what we can get away with.
1: In the aspect of let's see what we can get away with during the crisis, I totally agree. Yeah. But I don't believe, you know, that this was somehow intentional. Okay. Okay. Right, right. Yes. that's, almost, that's see, almost, yeah. We can see it a lot in the federal government where they're just trying to pass pork like you wouldn't believe. Correct. And get a whole bunch of things passed. And this is what's holding up, you know, the trillion dollar bailout, whether you believe in it or not, or whatever response teams are trying to do things. We have horses, and they're called the Democrats, doing scandalous things, trying to push their agenda even further and take advantage of the crisis. And at the same time, try to shift the blame from China to Trump and it's just kind of really stupid in and of itself. And I hope people can actually look at the the negativity of it all and the wasted energy and actually change their minds about the whole scenario. I, th- this is
3: going to sound weird, but and I've had some conversations with some people about this, but I'd be curious your guys' thoughts. I actually have a little bit of hope for that happening because the longer... The longer I think you keep people in this state, in, in this shelter in, shut down, can't go to work, can't do what you normally would do, you're going to – and I understand that there's the, – the, the news and, and the virus and deaths, et cetera, are helping support that right now. But you're going to need, in my opinion, you're going to need an ever-increasing support list of supporting elements to continue that and if you continue that people a they don't like to do what we're being asked to do so the the longer you continue that without really increasingly compelling evidence for doing it i'd like to think that those sorts of questionings and rethinkings and what's going on here will come about in a way that if everyone's zoned out and things are going like normal and they're not thinking about it they're just they're, they're continuing to vote for that same person they're continuing to relinquish their rights to somebody. But what do
0: you do and taking it back to Los Angeles okay. Garcetti, we got to lock everyone down. Yeah. What do you do when the times publishes an article yesterday that says LA County gives up on containing coronavirus tells <laughs> doctors to skip testing of some patients. LA County health officials advise doctors to give up on testing patients in the hope of containing the coronavirus outbreak, instructing them to test patients only if positive result could change how they would be treated. Um, the department is shifting from a strategy of case containment to slowing disease transmission and average excess morbidity and mortality. Doctors should test symptomatic patients only when a diagnostic result will change clinical management or inform public health response.
1: So convert that into regular speak. Well, they're not testing
0: anyone. They're only going to test you if they think knowing you've got COVID will change the way they're going to treat you, right. which it won't right. ever, right? right? Um Because you're just going to keep treating. There's no drug. There's There's no no drug for it. So when do we say, uh, okay, now the coast is clear. Let's all come out. And this is what I've been trying. See, that's my point. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. that's my point.
0: I've been trying to settle this with things we're familiar with, like wildfires, right? Yep. We evacuate neighborhoods. We close down places. Yes. Yes. Um, But there's a clear-cut line of when the fire reaches here, we're in the clear. And when the weather does this, we're in the clear,
3: and then we can repopulate this neighborhood. Containment percentages, uh, distances right. away from, right, you know way better than I do, but yeah. measurements. Things, there's there's things something that are, you can actually yeah. quantify. Right.
0: The one thing we can quantify is the amount of people that have it and if it is, uh, mm-hmm. if it is spreading. And then we're going to choose not to actually follow that quantitative measure. So at what point do we say it's good? And then why don't we do this with the normal flu? Right, I mean, why, why aren't we doing this with a lot of other things? I think that's but what where, people are where grasping. Where's the line? <laughs> I think that's what... Right. At any point, you can say, oh, this is, this is a pretty nasty disease, so we need, a, we need your business to shut down, and we need you all to I think
1: go back the, home. The, the biggest thing is that it hits the elderly very hard as opposed to just the flu.
0: The flu hits the elderly really does hard, hit too.
1: It hard, but this one is almost certain death At a certain point.
3: Are there, are there, there must be, I'm guessing similarly skewed statistics in terms of population and age when it comes to deaths with the flu.
1: I have some statistics if you'd like to hear.
3: 47 million people in
1: 2017
3: got the flu. Okay. And a little bit more than 70,000 died of it. And okay, well
1: maybe these, maybe Bobby's uh, stats will. Well, I got some statistics and they go for California. Cool. Cool. Uh, And, Mind you, yep. that these statistics are already old. Uh of course. And I mean, they're always changing. But... Things have
3: changed since we started recording this episode. Exactly. So.
1: Exactly. But this is what I had. Okay. In California there were one thousand thirty nine confirmed cases of COVID nineteen, the Wuhan flu, yep. whatever you call it. Right. Okay. I'm sure that's higher now. Oh yes. And only in this state there are nineteen deaths. Okay. Okay. What's now, the population in California? Uh thirty seven million. 30, Thirty, yeah, thirty-seven million uh, that we know of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the U.S., confirmed cases was around fourteen thousand, with two hundred deaths. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that would probably change. It's probably changed this morning, and I didn't even check. Right, it. right, right. So, uh, globally, we're looking at a quarter million people with the with the flu, and ten thousand deaths that can be attributed globally. To them. Globally, so kind of gives you a little perspective what, seven
3: billion
0: um people
1: yeah that's right
0: not um, even i'm going to be cold statistically relevant i mean right statistics matter right i mean at, at I, the sink at the at the sake of tanking everything that's i
3: think where the real
0: why don't you quarantine the vulnerable Right? I, that's what I've always
1: wondered. Well, it's a very... You know, Denmark is doing that. That the, Their their approach is that, where they're allowing the young to continue about their day where the elderly are forced to be in shut-ins. So we're oh. going to see a couple different models from different, yeah, that's different countries. Be, experimentations. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> we're in the middle of the experiment, so it's going to be a crapshoot of which model is the best. But again... You have to know that it hits the elderly way harder than it does. I mean, but it's kind of a given that young people can survive. You know, most people won't even know they have it. This is very true. They're even looking into whether or not you know certain blood types are get affected more or less. It's it's all rather interesting to statistics.
0: (laughs) We'll look at that, but God forbid something says certain genders are more likely or right. I mean, we don't want to tread in that water. Oh, uh, yeah, just I know. certain people are more susceptible oh, yeah, than no, others. No, no,
1: no, no. Um, and another statistic for you, we went from about 50 new cases a day to around 150 new cases a day. This is kind of a steady trend. Because we're testing more. We're testing yeah, yeah, more. Right. Yeah, so it, you take with it what you can from that. Obviously, we weren't testing before. Everybody and their mama wants to get tested for it. You're getting a lot of false positives. So, again, you got to take it for what it is.
0: Which means nothing, right? Like, if you're asymptomatic and you want to get tested for it and you come up negative, well, it takes you a few days to even get your results. Right. A lot could happen in that period. Right. Or you might test negative
3: now, but then tomorrow, get it. Right? I mean, and then they're talking about
0: knowing your space and
3: time doesn't really help. The false positives, the false negatives, all that stuff is still. I mean, I guess our tests are supposed to be seen the test. Oh, something, something like a swab at the nose or something? Yeah. They,
0: yeah, but it goes, it like touches the front of your brain. It goes up far. It goes deep. It's not just like a really? little swab. It's like it goes digging it's like for a gold. Four, four inch Q-tip that goes like four inch from the nostril. Dang. Uh, so it doesn't go, look fun. I'm
1: going to go a little deeper and hit home for some people here. <laughs> uh, the confirmed deaths yeah, uh, by county. Yeah. Um, the biggest hit county as far as death is Santa Clara County with six
3: uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. By San Francisco. Uh Los Angeles with two, Sacramento with three, uh Riverside County uh with three as well. And uh then it just kinda peters off. San Joaquin had two. Uh that might of course change given whenever this episode drops. Uh a lot of cases, however, the most cases is Los Angeles. 231. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then followed by Santa Clara. 231? That's right. And all of Los Angeles. All County. of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And they only just locked it down. Because
0: so, the city of L.A. is 4 million people. I don't know right? the population of L.A. County, though. Well, it's obviously way more than I mean, you, than you,
1: you kind of get into that greater Los Angeles area. Right. Go, okay, well, how many people are in here?
0: Even then, it doesn't seem like massive numbers to me. I'm going to dive deeper into L.A. Okay, dive.
1: The hardest hit area for cases is Brentwood.
0: Okay, OJville.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then followed by West Hollywood with 12, Long Beach with 12, Melrose with 11. So take with it what you can. It's just kind of very interesting to mm-hmm. the statistics that are following. Well, you
0: Brentwood's got people most likely to probably be traveling, right? I mean, uh, there's money. So there's also that part.
1: Yeah.
3: Traveling the globe. So going back to the article for a second, and we were talking about this offline too. Let me read to you for a second what Eric Garcetti's words are. And then that's going to dive into a discussion of, because I know I've been talking about this with people, this notion of um, essential jobs. Yeah. Mm. Right? Okay. So here's what Eric Garcetti said, which then again, right afterwards, Gavin Newsom used the same order. Nobody is locked down, and we encourage you not to be locked, Garcetti said. I'm not really sure what that means, but... uh, (laughs) But don't go anywhere. right. (laughs) This is not shelter in place like a school shooting. This is stay at home because you're safer at home. And the only people who should be leaving home and going out are those whose jobs are critical to the safety of health, and security of the city, as well as the economy of recovery for us and the nation during the crisis. Okay, that's like a really you know, high-level kind of feel-good. You can make us money. Yeah, right. Or you can save so, our life. So, so then right below that in the article, let me read you what essential businesses include. Some of them are going to make sense, and then I don't know it starts to okay. Essential businesses include grocery stores, Okay. Food banks and outdoor farmer's markets. Schools and child care. Wait, how are outdoor farmer's I don't, markets allowed? You know, allowed? Yeah. You know I, uh, questionable. That's a weird one. Okay, right. Uh, they have a good lobbyist group. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, businesses that provide food, shelter, social services, and other necessities of life for economically disadvantaged people. Is it pot shops? That, I think that was in there. Okay. <laughs> Gas stations, banks, and financial institutions, hardware stores, plumbers and electricians, healthcare operators and facilities, transportation services, and residential facilities.
0: It's I mean, an awful lot of places not locked
3: down. You can, with all due respect, most people can shoehorn their business into one of those right. definitions. Hence the traffic I saw on Friday. <laughs> and, and if you can't, reinvent yourself. <laughs> exactly. You now do this slightly different thing that oh, happens to be under one of these umbrellas. They basically
0: wanted to shut down restaurants and bars. Yeah. That's yeah. what it came down to. Yeah. And unfortunately, though, that's like the majority of the service industry. Those are the people that are going to be having a very difficult time getting by. They're already paid minimum wage. And then... yeah. Maybe won't even have anything to come back to because
3: restaurants, right, have such a thin margin. Thin margin yeah. to begin with. Let me quickly go through from the article too. I think it's in, it's interesting to know what we as Californians are permitted to do. Oh yeah, and what we're not permitted what, to. What does the state allowed us to yeah. do? Yeah. So you guys consider yourselves lucky. Here it comes. I
1: am very lucky. Here's Thank what you, you, fascist Newsom.
3: Here's what you are permitted to do. Okay. You can go to the grocery store. That's nice enough. Yeah. You can eat. And get whatever's yeah. left. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nibble on. Well, I mean, what, what's probably... What is left? I mean, I went... <laughs> There's no went, bread. It's hard to find bread anywhere. And we all know about the TP. That's never yeah. coming back.
1: That's, it's so funny. Like, you asked me to bring some brown sugar for you. Yes. It was the last bag. That's crazy. People, people are just, like, downing brown sugar at home.
0: They're <laughs> just, you know... You know, I, I will say Costco issued a no return. I on saw that. Paper, I, would, so I, would, I saw that them. sign.
3: I was happy for a, that. A no return? Yeah,
0: you can't return uh, any excess stuff. You, you hoard buy. it, you own it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not used toilet paper. Okay, I was just checking. I Bobby. was making sure, wow. Louis. He, he won't consider whether China manufactured this. <laughs> <laughs> but he thought you could return used <laughs> toilet paper.
3: Okay, so you're allowed to go to the store, grocery store. Hmm. Consider yourself lucky. You can also go to the pharmacy to pick up medications and other healthcare necessities. Which that must be it where is. the pot shops kind of, yeah, right. you know, slide on in. Medical,
0: other yeah. medical yeah, ones, exactly. not the
1: recreational ones. <laughs> There's a clear line. Wink, there. wink. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> you can go to medical appointments, but you should check with your doctor or provider first. You can take a walk.
1: Oh, nice. ride, ride your
3: bike. And be in nature for exercise.
1: (laughs) But nature is where the danger is.
3: But just keep keep at least six feet between you and others in the community. Okay. You can walk your pets and take them to the vet if necessary. Oh, okay. And you can help someone to get necessary supplies. Well, that right there, help them to get necessary supplies. Okay. Right. I just got everything I need (laughs) under that one (laughs) phrase. So, okay. And here's what you are not allowed to do. Okay. I'm going to repeat. Not, not. Do not do this, guys. Okay, you cannot go to work unless providing essential services as defined by this order. You can visit friends and family. I'm sorry, you cannot visit friends and family if there is no urgent need. Okay, we're uh, right there. What are we doing <laughs> we're right there. What are we doing? We're right You can go visit anybody? Breaking the law. Uh, there's an urgent need. You can maintain less. Th- you cannot maintain less than six feet of distance from others when you go out. You cannot. That is an order. Imagine, just imagine how difficult that is <laughs> in a grocery store. <laughs> so today, yeah. all, these, all these bubbles, <laughs> circle bubbles.
0: Today, we, we're, we're going to be enjoying some ribs on the old Traeger. I went to the market to get some seasoning and stuff, and I'm looking at, you know, the row of spices. And this lady's just super awkward. Like, she's, she's far away shadows. from me, and she's, like, doing the trying to, like, look past me kind of a thing. And I look over to her, she's like, sorry, I just I'm trying not to get closer than six feet. And I'm like, you can come grab your whatever it is. She's like, I'm looking for some Cajun seasoning. And I'm like, okay, well. And she's and like, that's when you-,
1: you pulled it off the shelf <laughs> and, and handed it to her, you know, right?
0: She's like, Do you mind if I just like, yeah, just go grab it. Like, you're not invading my person. The six foot space. And I can only imagine if you truly try to keep six foot spacing walking around,
3: say, the produce ex- section. How awkward everybody would be. It's actually going to, there's going to be fallout from creating like accidents and other kinds of stuff that, (laughs) I mean, okay. So you must not be within six feet. Okay. You can, uh, you cannot travel to or from a job outside the city unless to perform essential activities. Okay. Well, there you can do whatever you want. Um, travel to or from a vacation home outside the city. You cannot do that. Okay. But it can be inside the city. I guess so. Okay. Um, and you can, you are not allowed to visit loved ones in a hospital, nursing home, skilled nursing facility, or other residential care facility. Don't do any of it, guys. None of it. I will attend your funeral <laughs> later on. I did but not. But you can't even, I, groups can't even get you. No, together. I did not read that on the permitted list. Yeah. Mm.
0: So. As long as nobody shows up for it. Okay. So right. you can be the one person.
3: Uh, Skype it, live stream, it. Right. Facebook Live, <laughs> your funeral.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're left with working at home for most of us, depending on what your job is. Right. In order to continue making a living, so even the uh, even the government workers kind of are hit hard with this as well as many of right. them are paper pushers, as it were. Right. So as per the SAC-B, hundreds of California state workers petition for telework, sick leave as coronavirus spreads. Officials limited gatherings of 250 people, then 50, then down to 10 as the spread of the coronavirus, yet many state workers are still going to work. work. We all work in buildings where there are thousands of people there. Said Vera, 29, an analyst at the Department of Social Services office in Sacramento. You have 10 people or more in an elevator just getting to your cubicle. She and two friends wanted to do something about it. And so a week ago, they launched an online petition demanding Governor Gavin Newsom allowing teleworking for all state employees who can do it, guaranteed pay, paid sick leave, and pay, provide sanitation and protect, protective equipment. Now the petition has more than seven hundred signatures, and many of the state workers are still reporting to crowded offices to do work they feel they could accomplish from home.
3: Can I? Yeah. Can I just get to the best part of the article? Mm-hmm. Would you? Would you let me just <laughs> read right a little ahead. bit more? <laughs> so Vera launched the petition along with Jillian Davy, twenty-seven years old, who works in the Calpers investment office, and Elliot Stevenson, thirty-four, who declined to identify. The department where he works. Okay. The three know each other through their work on a labor subcommittee of the Democratic Socialists of America. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Classic. <laughs> so that kind of put a lot of the article in context for me.
0: I think what we're realizing is how many meetings can be emails.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: Uh, how much of school does not need to take place in a classroom for eight hours a day?
3: That's a tricky one. And how many jobs can not be on site? We're getting into... And with some of those, we're getting into some really tricky questioning of government territory, aren't we? We
0: talk about the fact that uh, so much of maybe government infringement might not go back to the way it was, right? Right. They realize what they can get away with. It's very hard to get your rights back. right. So we're also realizing how much of business can stay this way. Right. You know? And there's other norms that are getting reset, right? I'm looking at education, right? I'm gonna, I always try to find an you angle do. to go you after do. the yeah. education system because it's terrible. We were able to transition all of school from universities down to primary to elementary to everything— Virtually overnight to uh, semester canceled, do it at home, online coursework,
1: set you up on Blackboard, whatever it is, oh, within a week. Let me, let me pile on this one because this one's been racking in the back of my brain for a little while. Isn't, it,
0: that, isn't that phenomenal? That's the quickest they've ever done anything.
1: Well, I mean, we've had a problem with classroom sizes, right? right? So the biggest issue, and I feel that the biggest obstacle... Was teachers' unions?
0: I, this is where I'm going with it, though. Okay, <laughs> go <laughs> ahead and riff on that because that's what I'm going. Please, because with it. Let you the know what? Begin.
1: All these, all these teachers needed some butts in the seats, if you will. You know, they needed a head count, and the only thing that was protecting their job was, of course, the unions. But we needed to be able to use qualified teachers to teach courses, and I'll spread this even further to the university system where now they can make their lectures available online to whomever wants it, and the lectures can be very, very low cost. Well, lecture
3: once, watch many. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the Khan Academy. Oh, yeah, maybe. totally. Mm-hmm. All
0: mm-hmm. those online learning experiences. <laughs> right. You know. I, I
1: could can, I can buy the textbook. Fine. I could buy the textbook. But do I have to physically go to the class? If I want a higher education I want to be a higher learner. I could take the classes online and learn. And you can still pay the teachers whatever they want. You can even probably increase their, their wages. No, 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 Hey, you know <laughs> what? I go that far. <laughs> but, but I mean, if they're in demand, then they're in well, demand.
3: Wait, well, wait, but you're talking also about a world of fewer teachers. Is that right? If you're going to pay them more?
1: Well, hey. I mean, otherwise,
3: the, the Here, numbers already don't work here's out. Here's what but, I would say. Because you can teach infinitely
0: more you can have infinitely larger class sizes, right? Because you're online. Yeah, you can have a Skype or a Zoom session that's
3: three hundred kids right? versus thirty kids. I mean, and
0: what I would say is sure, pay more based on the supply and demand of the instructors, right? Because we'll find out real quick who should be teaching and who shouldn't be teaching. Whose class is getting logged into. Yeah. Because right isn't. right now, I mean, when you just go to normal university, you get stuck with that one teacher that teaches Econ 101, and they're terrible, and everyone knows it, but that's who teaches it. Or they teach it on Wednesday Fridays, and you need Wednesday Friday class. Now what you've got is online learning. You've got, you've got a couple professors teaching stuff, and you'll see, because they're open any time of day, any day of the week, who everyone is signing up for. And you know what? If you truly have an educator that is that popular, sure, pay them. Retain them. That's a good thing. But when you got your lame duck professor who's just mailing it in every night, they're gone. Nobody's signing up for their class. There's no demand. Sorry, Mr. Professor, you're out.
1: I remember when I went to college long, long time <laughs> back ago. In back in the day. When the internet was just a glim in somebody's eh. eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the dial-up sound.
1: So uh, I, re- I remember, I remember uh, one of my classmates... Uh, pulled out a tape recorder. Oh yeah, tape recorder. Recording
0: lectures used to be a thing.
1: Used to be a thing, and used to go, "Hey, can I record this so I can, you know, listen to it later?" A lot of professors didn't like that. They did not, and I was like, "Why? Like, are you going to say something so taboo that even your even your tenure couldn't save you, man? No, it was because they were protecting the intellectual property, right. which is their their lecture." And Do they own it. their lecture
0: or does the university own the university their lecture? The university owns their lecture.
1: Yeah. But Interesting. I would Well, if we're going with the university as a corporation and they're an right. employee kind of deal. Yeah, that's it. what I'm thinking. Yeah. So obviously they didn't want to take that precious lecture and teach people who didn't pay.
3: Funny, everyone becomes a capitalist at some point.
0: (laughs) Even your most
1: liberal professors (laughs) want to retain
3: the rights and the royalties to their words. Uh, I totally get them. It's just funny how that mentality leaves their mind.
0: I've never thought uh, eight hours in the classroom is the best way to teach a bunch of kids. I don't think we're meant to... think there's an awful lot of they have ADD, they can't sit still, they can't pay attention, and they squirm all day, and it's because they're
3: shoved in a desk for eight hours. I'll I'll put out there that what something like this does is it's interesting. It Back to the word an experiment or kind of seeing what's happening here. It's actually dividing and separating the question of what's required for learning, knowledge, and what do we need in society for social interaction? Right. Right, for how just J- just for what we want, interacting with people th- discussing ideas, et cetera, and it's like a decoupling right because the learning aspect is now being fully delivered there are There are elements obviously of the social aspect that gets delivered at a school, but are is there ways to deliver both in a different sort of mechan- mechanism right? i know
0: I know a bunch of people that they do a hybrid program right, where it's like They do homeschool, but then there's a couple days a week they actually go to a classroom environment and do field trips and things like that. Right. And they get the best of both worlds, plus their parents get to to project what they would like their kids to, how they would like them to interpret things. Right. They don't have to deal with the sex ed in the classroom and all the other host of topics that your teacher de jour may want to give you their
3: version of. But it's just funny. It's it, don't tell me that school is required. The way that school is currently structured is required for the that learning the only way right, to for the learning, learning part. Right. I, I agree that but the, both components have their value. That doesn't mean they have to be delivered right in the way that it's it's being done. It's a
0: very. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Pomodoro style of, like, prioritizing things.
3: Oh, uh, that's very familiar.
0: Right. Like, uh, people who work from home do it a lot, where I have an hour to do this yes, task, yes, and yes. then I only do it for an hour, and then I move on to the next task. And I'll right? pick
3: that... If I didn't finish, I'll pick that up later. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's basically how school is structured. You have an hour for math, and then it doesn't matter where we are, where we left off. We're not we, going to finish it. Or, yeah, yeah, we yeah. end at an hour, and then we pick up something else for another hour. And you just don't get... Um, I just don't know if that structure is best for everyone. But what we're finding out is that the school system, Mm -hmm. which tells us how broke they are and how archaic they are, and they were able to convert into home learning virtually overnight, in a week or so, for a system that large, overnight. And, and not just uh, we're gonna do what we need to get by for two weeks. They just straight up after a couple of days canceled the semesters. <laughs> right. Said see you yeah. in the fall. Right. Uh, to me, that that blows my mind that we were able to just convert overnight. UCSB did it even earlier. They did it way before any of this came down. Really, probably a week before there was already uh, UCSB today. Just canceled the rest of mm-hmm. classes and put them online. Mm-hmm. And then it was people had comps and things like that, or they're going into finals. It was like the week before finals or midterms, probably midterms. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "You got to go to a testing center." And it's like all the state's doing is deferring the risk to the testing center,
3: right? Totally. Uh,
1: but well, I, but you know what? That makes a good. You know, I always love the Japanese model of education system. They have testing centers, and this is the regular course of action where you got to pass tests in order to qualify for the next school oh, system right. you're going into. Right. Uh,
0: well, we try to do that with exit exams and stuff, right? And, but there's never any down. There's no, well, you don't get to go to high school. Right. Because <laughs> right? you don't even know eighth grade. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> because most people wouldn't move on. Yeah. I oh, mean, uh, we've gone sad. over that, those that's, scores. That's, that's Everybody's a part. soaring
1: eagle. They're just waiting <laughs> right. to fly.
3: 10th place trophies for everybody.
1: I wanted to, uh, J- John, you love this civil liberties bit that I've got right here. So the city of Fresno. Is this another article? Another article. Fresno. <laughs> city of Fresno. Central Valley of California. yes. <laughs> declared a coronavirus state of emergency that allows gun alcohol and certain gasoline sales to be banned in the city as reported by Fox 26 of the local area. Mm. The city suspended one suspended the sale of firearms and ammunition, Mm. suspended the sale of alcohol, ordered a general curfew, ordered the closing of all taverns, ordered a price or rate freeze on consumer goods and on hotels. If lodging is limited, order a halt to gasoline sales except as fuel pumped into vehicles gasoline tanks Um, Mm -hmm. so you can't stock up no hoarding order the closing of any businesses where crowds tend to gather including theaters amusement areas gyms stadiums etc
0: i'm going to add on to that with a statement from an article i read today that the doj seeks new emergency
1: Mm -hmm. powers i saw this
0: they quietly ask Congress for the ability to ask chief judges to detain people indefinitely without trial during emergencies. Suspending your due process. That feels good.
1: Well, suspending habeas corpus. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, let's, let's take the guns away and then let's go ahead and suspend your rights. Does anyone see the formula that
1: develops? And I was watching uh, some bootleg videos from China during the, virus outbreak over there. <laughs> Was it's that your it. way of
3: giving it back? Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: not sure
1: and which virus uh, you're
3: talking about, Bobby. Is this the, the Chinese virus?
1: Well, The COVID? Oh, oh, what region? It, it's 19? The Wuhan? 19? Okay. Anyway, uh, there were some videos that came out where state officials were literally breaking down doors, seizing the people inside who were mm. suspected of having the virus, mm. and then hauling them off to... <clears throat> The hospital
0: mm-hmm. for treatment. Jeez. It's like a that's like a bad move. A bad
1: it if dream. it happened here, it would be a bad move, Louis. No, the it's media like dystopian. Would, uh, yeah, would I love do... it. The media would love it and share that video a million times over and go, "Look how bad Trump has become a dictator." They would love it if that happened here.
0: I, I was joking. I wasn't really joking with John earlier. I think it's there is some seriousness in it. How many people? question even down to the number of genders that exist like put real thought into there's a thousand genders but they put zero thought into oh my rights they're being taken away oh the constitution Unbelievable. i have well i have rights like zero thought just give it up okay cool well if this will help if you say so yeah but if you want to even question the number of genders that exist that that Let's go ahead and let's 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 dissect that down to the seventy thousand genders that exist. But when it comes to rights, there's zero questions.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, nope. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they fluid, Louis. I yeah, said
0: yeah. I sent you guys a image yesterday of a Facebook comment oh, someone left. Oh yeah. Um, Whoa. This someone was talked bang. about maybe there's you know martial law down the pipe. And this person said, if we don't give them a reason for martial law, we may not have to be in martial law. And wow. it's like, no, it, it, your rights don't work that way. Like, If we just give in to what the bad man wants, maybe the bad man won't be bad. Like, It's unbelievable. to serfdom, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like, unbelievable. Who, uh, there's no scarier thought process than that. Well, if we just give in to the government, maybe they'll take it easy on us. Can you imagine, like, just taking that with any other
3: i mean thing like, in life, I, like any again, other violent crime? Again, I want to be real respectful, but, I mean, real serious, and, you know, I don't—we're not looking at this kind of stuff now, but history is a pretty good guide, uh, or at least we can learn a lot of lessons from history. You know, I bet you, you look at all the deaths under Stalin, and I, I bet there were a lot of overly compliant people, Right. Oh, 100%. In those, in those sorts of situations. So let's not kid ourselves. It, thinking that's the formula and taking that formula out into perpetuity and thinking that's what, what gets you there, wow, you're just being real naive. Well, it's like what they say
0: with self-defense, and especially um, when women are taught self-defense. Don't get in the car. Don't get it in the trunk. Do whatever you have to do. Right. Claw your way. Right. Go down fighting. If they shoot you, fine. Because once, d- once you do, you're done. Right, the odds are once you comply, and but so many people comply, thinking, yeah. "Well, if I just do what they say, they'll let me go." You never get let go. No, right? That you have to just have that thought. You're not going to be let go unless you have. So Liam you better Neeson go your... down right
3: here in this parking lot <laughs> unless right? Liam Neeson's
0: your dad, <laughs> right. and then he <laughs> has a very particular set of skills. Yeah. But uh, there's so much. Uh, you're considered a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist if you even broach the topic of. Somebody taking away your your gun rights or anything like that, and trying to protect your constitutional rights, there's you're considered to be a looney tune to even think that could happen.
3: Yeah, there was a um, it's the same topic, so it's, it's the same theme, even though it's a different article. But we'll just I'll just go with it here from Reason Magazine um, on the website: Coronavirus will be deadly to your liberty. Granted, again, as we've always said, you know, Reason is a libertarian magazine, but they have some interesting conversations and thoughts during a time like this. And it starts, you know, nothing makes government grow like a crisis. I got to read this book. I'd never heard of it, but um, they were they were quoting from an economic historian named Robert Higgs, um, and let me just read you this paragraph. It's very interesting. He says, all animals experience fear, human beings, perhaps most of all. Any animal incapable of fear would have been hard-pressed to survive. He authored this book called Crisis and Leviathan back in 1987. And I'm not sure if this quote is from the book, but this author, either through the book or himself, said the following. The people who have the effrontery to rule us, who call themselves our government, understand this basic fact of human nature. They exploit it and they cultivate it, whether they compose a warfare state or a welfare state. They depend on it to secure popular submission, compliance with official dictates, and on some occasions, affirmative cooperation with the state's enterprise and adventures. I mean, this guy's writing this and talking about this back in 1987. This is exactly in line with we're just in the first innings of this thing but it's really hard to not see how this is just an excellent opportunity to nibble away at freedoms and liberties without, without it being evident that that's what's happening,
1: you know? I, I'm going to go in a different direction, and okay. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the news reports over from Miami Beach.
3: Oh, party time.
1: Party time. Party time. You know, all these young people, they went out, and to the beach because spring break. With spring break, they got nothing but time and they are not afraid of the virus. Nope. Who cares about that? Nope. That's for old people. But it kind of leans into the whole media aspect of everything is a damn crisis and it's the end of the world. If we remember the Trump inauguration with that woman who was on her knees waiting for the opportunity to yell out to the world, no, as he becomes president of the United States and takes the oath of office. It's that mentality.
0: It's become uh, immortalized in meme land.
1: Yes, everything, everything is a damn crisis. You know, Trump just said this, and and the Republicans did that, and and tomorrow they're going to take over, and they're nothing but Nazis. And I think today's youth, has seen that as it's not a crisis, it's just Tuesday. And they look at this virus and they go, oh, overhyped, I'm going to go to the beach. Well, they don't have a good time.
0: They also, they don't care, right? It's just a very selfish mentality. Uh, John, we were talking about this offline. You had talked about, (coughs) excuse me, that you're going to take this generation of millennials that have been so self-serving
3: and, and and being been told whatever you want to decide about yourself, whatever you want to pursue, however right. you want to do it, you're right and you're good for doing it. And then you're going to issue an edict saying you got to
0: comply to the man.
3: There's no rationally why would they all of a sudden flip the switch? <laughs> right, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to think that that's
0: going to work. The only way it works is if you really because I, I see this be the Trump all defense that people tend to pull out when you argue any part of the way government's handled this is uh, well you must want to see your parents and your grandparents die right right. it's like well if you don't shelter at home all these old people are going to die and that you want old people to die the only way you're going to get to these super snowflakes is by trying to really hammer home the if you leave someone will die right but clearly uh, they don't care but Florida also doesn't care like Florida in general hasn't issued a lot of don't do this. Like they were, they were fighting a lot of it too. So
3: I, I don't blame them. There's one more really, I thought a really good paragraph from the article. Um, and it's another quote again from Higgs. But the article says, like all crises, the COVID-19 pandemic will pass, hopefully with a minimum of illness and death. But it will leave behind a residue of laws, spending, and precedents for future government actions that won't depart in, the, in its wake. That's because of what Higgs calls the ratchet effect, by which each crisis sees government shrink a little, but never back to its pre-crisis status. Higgs says, quote, thus, crises typically has produced not just a temporarily bigger government, but also permanently bigger government. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it. I think we're seeing it right before our very eyes. Have you heard of the panopticon theory? No. Mm -mm.
0: So the panopticon theory is panopticon is kind of like the shape of the building. But they found in prisons that when inmates were being watched, they complied. And when they weren't being watched, they didn't comply. It makes sense. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. You couldn't have enough guards to really watch watch everybody. But you could put a guard tower in the center of the exercise yard. And you could black out the windows and you could have one person in there or none. But at all points, the prisoners thought that they were always being watched. And so they complied
3: whether somebody was in there or not. Cause they could see the tower from every angle and thus people in the tower could see them. They thought. Right. Right. They had no
0: way to know if anyone was ever in the tower. So you just kind of assumed someone was always in the tower. Yeah. And it's that fear that keep, that kept them in check. Uh, you could get into quantum physics and say someone's in there, someone's not in there, uh, right? Uh, right, the Heisenberg principle. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but for the or most Schro- part, Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat. Right, the cat. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, it's just kind of a simple way to illustrate that when you have some kind of fear, you're you're compliant, right? And kind of like the article said, uh, government uses that fear mm-hmm. to control, mm-hmm. and they are the only
3: entity that can. Coerce anything out of you through the use of force. As we say it on the show a lot, they have a monopoly on it. They do. It's legal right. for them to use force and coercion, right? As we're nobody else can do that. If right. I have a client that doesn't pay an invoice, I can't go to their shop
0: and threaten them with a gun. I mean, I could, but oh. I'd be arrested,
3: right? Or and you can't arrest them, for right?
0: Not, yeah. uh, but the government can come to my door Compel at you. seven a.m. Yeah. with a gun and say, "Pay your taxes," right? right. And right. so they have a monopoly on that, and. You do. It's the fear. It's, fear is very controlling. If, if this wasn't manufactured, if this is totally organic, mm-hmm. all we've done is give an eye into the playbook of what happens when you instill a little bit of yep. panic in yep. the United States. What, what can I get away with? With a flu, right? right? Uh, this wasn't even like <laughs> threatening something that's airborne and invisible and can hammer people for miles, right? Imagine that kind of scare. This right. is um, right. if you're within six feet of somebody or in a gathering of more than twenty people, you might get sick and a tummy ache. Like,
1: the, so, so what you're <laughs> what you're boiling this down down to, Louis, is that the only way we get these people to comply is by having the National Guard on every street corner with a raffle in hand, watching everybody. You mean the break- spring breakers that aren't complying? Mm-hmm. Is that what you? Yeah. Well, that's always been the theory,
0: right? Like, even if you the american people would have a fighting chance against the military even with tanks and all their supreme fire because like the military is not just going to take out an entire square mile of a city with a bomb right, right? and if you really had to go suburban and uh do like door to door military kind of stuff it would be very hard in this country cuz you'd not have to you'd have to fight all the citizens right And then you'd have to count on all the military and all the police to not be one of the fighting citizens. Right. Right. Like, I don't see a lot of military just being compliant and (laughs) eradicating (laughs) the U.S. Nope. But, you know, there is just the fear aspect of they have managed to lock down the country in a very short amount of time. Just through fear. Like, you're not watching people die in the streets of, like, some, uh, like, leprosy. Some kind of... Oh my god, that's terrible! Most people don't even know anyone that's sick or dead.
1: It's very rare. We went through the numbers. <laughs> right? I mean, if you do like, know it's somebody, totally who died, out of fear, yeah. you don't. Most people
0: don't even know anybody that has suffered or died of it. It's just the fear that it could happen, completely controlling your thought.
1: That's crazy. It is crazy
0: <laughs> to just be compliant. I know John's. John will be one of the weenies that just goes down. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, well, I, risked you it, I risked you it all know. to be here today. <laughs> I, yeah, goodbye, I risked John. it all.
1: Hey, let's, um, let's take a break from Wuhan and let's do the rundown. Let's do a rundown. I got a crossfire, too. Oh, you do. If
0: you want to do that about, first.
3: You want to? I don't care, but let's do them both right now. I mean, okay. whichever Do, do your first. rundown.
1: Okay. Fine.
0: I'll do a crossfire because then it'll get into some of the economics. Great. And I'd like to talk about the
1: economy. Great. All right real quick. The rundown. So some of the news you probably didn't hear of because, well... The Chinese virus. Chinese virus. But at the same time, it is California and some of these things just kind of get buried in the... uh... Which is
3: part of their hope as well, right?
1: (laughs) So first up, uh, former Representative Duncan Hunter was sentenced on Tuesday morning to 11 months in prison for violating campaign finance law. Judge Thomas Wehan handed down the sentence in San Diego capping a court decision that saw protesters accused Hunter of spending campaign funds on a wide array of personal matters. Hunter, a Republican, pleaded guilty in December and resigned his <laughs> seat shortly after. With coronavirus distancing measures rever- reverating throughout California's court system, had ordered that Hunter will not be required to surrender until late May. <laughs> <laughs> Asked about the health hazard incar- incarceration could pose, Assistant U.S. Attorney Amelia Allen said she was confident Judge Will. Hand will take all the appropriate circumstances into consideration.
3: And Duncan Hunter released an official statement that says, Thank you, Chinese virus, for my extra freedom.
1: <laughs> so here's someone who benefited uh, just as niche from this virus. But it, we're,
3: we're going to talk about this later in, in terms of the stuff. When we, we're equal opportunity bashers on this show, sure. This guy is a Republican. That's a joke. We're gonna get into some more Republican jokes, yeah. Later, it's but yeah. I mean,
1: I'm sure he deserves it, but he's got a little extra freedom. Way to go, buddy! <laughs> At home in his mansion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Charter cities like San Jose, Oakland, and San Francisco will have to give priority to affordable housing developments when they get rid of surplus land. This week, the California Supreme Court said it would not review an appeals court decision in the case of Anderson v. City of San Jose, which considered, uh, which centered around whether the nation's tenth-largest city had to follow the state's surplus land act. The Act says cities have to make public land that they no longer need available to developers that are willing to set aside at least quarter of the housing units they plan to build for low-income families and individuals. If no developer is interested, cities can still sell the land, where projects include at least 10 homes, however, 15% of the units must be affordable." Well, San Jose in 2016 passed an ordinance that allowed for more leeway than the state gave, saying that the city council could exempt certain properties from following the the requirements of the state law, and the city leaders gave high-rise apartment developments in the downtown area a pass.
3: I mean, I'm kind of a fan only to make it consistent. I mean, private landowners have to abide by all this junk Right. So why should take land from the government? Right. Why should should a city have to be any different? It's all a joke, but yeah. It's all a big joke. Yeah. (laughs) But
1: still. I guess it will be vacant. No homes built for anybody. Right. Perfect. That makes sense. The Trump administration is looking at investments in Chinese military companies by the California Public Employees Retirement System. Uh oh. (laughs) CalPERS. Uh oh. Last month, U.S. Representative Jim Banks urged California to fire the fund's chief investment officer, Yu Ben Meng, citing he has called the officials' long and cozy relationship with Beijing. Uh, banks also assailed the fund's investments in Chinese firms. A U.S. citizen born in China, Meng has twice worked for CalPERS, the first time st- uh, starting in 2008 and the second time beginning in January of 2019 when he became CIO of managing $400 billions in, in investments According to the CalPERS website, this this is an article worthy of our time in a future episode. Oh, for guys. sure.
3: I mean, I just looked it up to refresh my memory. CalPERS controls over $300 billion of investable yeah. capital. So when they want to invest in something, like they could put some meaningful dollars behind it. Uh, <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, but believable. I mean, we're, uh, totally we're, tra- we're, ta- we're
1: talking about California. It's going to be huge. This is huge. This is going to be a very big article, and this is not over. Especially
3: the optics nowadays.
1: That makes all this even trickier. This is a... Former Councilman Mitch Englander, who resigned at the end of 2018, was charged with obstructing an investigation into his activities when the Justice Department alleged, including accepting cash, female escort services, hotel room, and expensive meals from a businessman during trips to the Las Vegas and Palm Springs area. <laughs> wow. After FBI agents began asking questions, prosecutors claim Englander lied and schemed to cover up his. Mislead misdeeds according to the in- indictment englander traveled to La- uh, to las vegas with the businessman a top aide and another city st- staffer a lobbyist and a real estate developer councilman john lee who was englander's chief of staff at the time of the vegas trip and was elected to the seat later year uh, was has acknowledged he was on the trip but said he wasn't aware of anything illegal and has cooperated with the investigators. Oh, oh, the OG whiz (laughs) defense. Wow. At the hotel, Englander, Lee, and others were treated like VIPs. They were (laughs) wined and dined. Englander was given $1,000 in casino chips to gamble with. In the casino bathroom, Englander took an envelope containing $10,000 in cash from the businessman. The businessman also bought $24,000 worth of alcoholic beverages for the group at the nightclub. The developer spent $10,000 more uh, somewhere else after they returned to the hotel. The businessman told Englander he was ordering female escorts for the group, whom he paid 300 to $400 in cash for their services.
3: That's it? Mm. You think that was reported <laughs> as taxable income? <laughs>
1: Oh, is is uh, that not the point of this article? Sorry. Again, (laughs) we need to dive deeper into the corruption of Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, well, we talked about the corruption just in the building department.
3: That's right. A couple months ago. I mean, look, that'd be its own podcast, like a whole separate show Mm -hmm. (laughs) if we decided to dive into. Yeah.
0: L.A. streaming. Wow. L.A. confidential. (laughs)
1: Yeah. One one. more corruption thing here. Uh, Only one. (laughs) Only one more. last article. Uh, Melanie McDade Dickens, the Inglewood mayor's highly paid assistant and former girlfriend of eight years, allegedly committed fraud by foregoing a... Uh, by forging a fake bonus check and improperly charging her tax exemptions to appear more financially stable to a lender for her purchase of a home according to a termination notice. Two notices sent to McDade-Dickens before her firing late last year were released to the Southern California News Group through a public records request. Until now, the city would not provide the specific reasons for firing the long-term employee due to the privacy laws. On December 30th, city officials notified McDade-Dickens that that they plan to fire her based on an investigation by an outside law firm the allegations against McKay Dickens suggest she was struggling to qualify for a home loan with her nearly 300,000 yearly salary and leaned on <laughs> other employees for assistance allegedly in violation of city policies regulations and potential allegedly
0: as an assistant she made 300k
1: the mayor's assistant. Wow. Of Inglewood. Inglewood.
3: This isn't Beverly Hills. No. Sounds like an arm's length uh, sort of estimation of the worth of that position. And she still couldn't call for a house.
1: Yeah, Inglewood <laughs> is a very expensive place. <laughs>
0: well, or I'm assuming she's not living there.
1: Oh, why would you say that?
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the wood. <laughs> she probably went further down to like Palace Verdes or something like that. The home of the
3: former Great Western Forum.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, that's um, they had a nice picture on the article mm-hmm. with... Her and the uh, the mayor, her ex lover. hmm Uh right in front of the football stadium. Of course. Where yeah, the, right yeah, in that yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. What, what is her name? Uh McCade Dickens. Mc
0: McCade. How do you spell that?
1: Uh let me go back to the little thing here. But you guys, all this is alleged. McDade M C D A D E Dash Dickens. You want to spell Dickens? No.
3: Yeah, all this is alleged, though, right? I mean, the article was clear to say that. So we we just don't know the facts. We just don't know.
1: know? Do we know anything? I'm sure everybody heard about that one, right? (laughs) It was front page news. That's pretty Uh, crazy. $300,000.
3: For an an assistant? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet if you did a Craigslist job search for assistant in any city, that's about the salary you'd have to pay. Yeah, so... Uh, well, total pay and benefits in
0: 18, 385000 <laughs> And then in 17, 312000 Wow. I'm sure they
1: cut her off at that time.
0: Executive assistant to the mayor and city manager. That's pretty
3: crazy. Wow.
1: But guys, there's no
3: corruption in government. There's
1: no. none. All angels. All of them. Mm-hmm. To a T. I mean, we get blinded by the light
3: off of their halos. and. And as we always remind each other, we're not making that comment because we think there is no corruption in businesses. There absolutely is. But don't simply think because it's government that
1: there's not. That's right. the point. <laughs> I'm yeah. just pretty incredible. Just, just saying that the escort thing wouldn't work with her. <laughs> right. Oh, man.
3: You ready for a Does crossfire? Does this mean it's
1: crossfire time? Yeah. Lay it down, Louis. What are the rules?
3: Uh, Bobby and I are, are are on the hook. Is that right? Yep. Okay. It's time for us to decide.
0: So in Crossfire, I come up with a question, and Bobby and John have to give me their take on it, but if whoever goes first gets to pick what side of the argument they want to defend, and the that other me, Jonathan has to defend the side that wasn't represented, and so that leads to people having to represent sides they really don't believe in, but making an argument for So with the economy on the downturn and these trillion-dollar packages being put together to bail people out, bail out companies and individuals and everything else, um, there's an interesting question that arises, and it kind of came up back when the auto manufacturers were bailed out. Totally. If the government is going to bail a company out, should they then get equity in that company and
3: go? It's interesting, you know that uh, President Trump was talking about this in a recent press conference, and the notion being instead of what are you going to get for the money that you give, right? If we're talking about a world where they have to be exposed to, uh, where they're going to be given money to this company, I could see where you would arrange something. I, I Okay, I could be a fan, just off the top of my head, of arranging something like a preferred stock ownership. Something where, look, we're the government, we're coming in and we're bailing you out. We want equity ownership in the company, but we also want to stand in line should something happen to the company that we're going to get made whole before others. Because, look, you're making the point that this company is probably not going to be around unless you as the government come in. So if we're talking about the world where the government is going to be coming in either way then sure, participate in the upside. Participate in some of the potential profits of the company in a resurgence of the economy, in a potentially growth. Absolutely.
1: Robert? L- long have I never thought I'd see the day when John would agree with Bernie Sanders and the millionaires and the billionaires. It was, it's a world
3: where they're going to bail them out anyways.
1: Yeah, idea is no, because not necessarily in the aspect of banks lend out money or charitable organizations are given money doesn't necessarily mean that it's or equity stake in their business okay this is essentially what it is a bailout free money no questions asked because the government essentially wants more tax revenue coming in doesn't help them if the what 20 million people we expect to be thrown out into the street suddenly aren't paying taxes. Yeah. It's going to be a big hit. Yep. No, I don't think so. We often give out grants. We don't take equity share in this yep. thing. This is something that we do. Millionaires, billionaires. Yeah. That was an interesting question. And Yep. It is an interesting question. I was kind of thinking
0: around what you were saying. But yep. then Bobby had an interesting point yep. of... Yeah, it's in the government's best interest, in general, for the company not to go under. Right, that should be enough equity for them, right? Just yeah. in keeping the business there. But right, it also then just speaks more about bailouts in general. Right, and that's kind of I'd like to dig into yeah. the economics of right.
1: because realistically, I the 2008 version. Yeah, I did not agree with the bailouts. Right, I did not because these were decisions that were made by corporations yeah. to take on risky ventures and they lost. They just lost. Right. Okay, that was their fault. This this one here now is us or I'm sorry, the government, us as the government making businesses shut down. I'm not sure it's that easy. I hear what you're saying, mm. but I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate.
3: Yeah, go for it. Money man. No, let's let's use a company. This gets really murky, gray. Let's use a company like Boeing. Boeing is in serious trouble. Boeing was on a path for some trouble, some trouble, with the MAX, 737 MAX, sure, right? Yeah. Okay. Now you do something like this, which you've got airlines aren't flying, which trickles down to new plane orders probably aren't going to be necessary at the rate that they were. Right. So lines getting shut down the ripple effect to a Boeing problematic, but there's two points. The first of which is you have a, and so I would agree with you on the airline point, right? Airlines not flying because of the government edict to say, Hey, people shut in, don't fly. I hear you on that, but you're also talking about a company who spent the last, I don't know the number of years, but had very public, stock buyback programs where they would issue debt at low interest rates because of the market to receive money to purchase their own stock. So debt on the balance sheet now to then come into an environment like this, not good. You also have Boeing, though, as a major military manufacturer for the U.S. government, a needed thing for protection of borders. That's really gray. Right On the stock buyback thing, I'm agreeing with you back to the 8 09, Hey, that was the bed you made. You thought you could take on some debt to buy the stock and that'd be the best for the shareholders. Weren't probably giving this sort of a scenario its proper weight in your probability analysis to keep cash on hand, all the above. That's on you. The airline part with flights, not so much on you. And the military part, in terms of a critical infrastructure for the United States, need the company around for the intellectual property they've got and developed for the next plane. Tricky.
0: Yeah, right. and I had a note here. I think if you're bailed out, you shouldn't be allowed to have a buyback.
3: That's been up, right. right? And I bring that up because that's been talked about a lot recently by Cuban, by Elizabeth Warren, too, but other people that are like, look... I also think some lessons learned from 8 09, and that's where your question, I think, went a little bit, which was good, really good, is, should this just be the blank check of the U.S. government that says, right. what number do you want me to fill in here, and then you do whatever you want with no strings in the future?
1: But the problem is, yep. there are strings. When the government's involved, yep. there are strings. Right. We're We're looking at it and go, equity, therefore, I'm a shareholder, right. therefore, I can dictate have an I an opinion right about how you operate your business. Right. This is a slippery slope. It it gets really dangerous. This is Venezuela territory here. The takeover. Kicking people out, putting people on the board who agree with you. Okay.
3: And those are details. I'm not sure I disagree with what you're saying in terms of like are they are they non voting shares, right? Does it come with a board seat? Well that sort of stuff.
1: I Yeah. I mean I mean this t- is this is equity and lenders get paid first in a bankruptcy. Oh
3: no, I understand. But I totally understand, but that's where I'm saying you're 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 in a spot. The government and the current situation you're in a spot. Do you do you get to write your own rules? This is do, do you get to say, "Hey, I stand in front of bondholders because or I or I stand in front of all other equity holders even at the very least, preferreds, right? Preferreds uh stock. I'm not a voting member. Bond holders, we're not going to disrupt that right. payout light scheme, but I am going to participate in a non-voting way in the upside potential of the company because the company wouldn't be there to go on the upside unless I were there.
0: Do you run the risk, uh, and we talked about this in previous episodes, the slippery slope of the government regulator right. is also a equity partner. Right in a business they regulate.
3: Let's take the. That's a great point.
0: No, th-
1: th- that's a very no, no. important point. Right. right? Let, yeah.
3: let, let's take let's take the tanker. Remember the remember the whole tank, uh, uh, aerial refueler tanker. Right. Debate about do we let air? We're going to bid between Airbus and Boeing. That comes. Let's say that comes up again in ten years, and the U.S. government's an equity stakeholder in Boeing.
0: Yeah,
1: and super tricky.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah. How, how do you go to RFP for a contract? Super. When you are also an equity holder. In a business,
1: well, so, I mean, we can even boil this down to like a car manufacturer, for example. It makes it even right because everyone talked to, about
0: uh, with GM. Should they have yeah. owned a part of GM?
1: Yeah, right. Where and then, you know, at, after the recession we, we're living in now, then all government contracts, no matter what city, state, county, whatever, you're you're going okay. We need cars for all our government workers. They're GM only, GM only. Head right. Ford. Forget any of you know. Obviously, they're not going to get Rolls Royces, but but follow me on that one. No, oh, yeah. GM only, no bidding whatsoever. Right. Or
0: or the feds come in and say, hey, California, no, you can't
3: do that um, emission stuff because that would make
0: it too expensive
3: to make the car. Well, to that point right there, if I under if I read it correctly, because of the dislocations occurring out in the muni bond markets and some corporate bond markets, the Fed is stepping in on the muni bond market and buying muni bonds right. to help support liquidity in those markets. Can they now do that? Right. Because the state the state would have had a problem supporting their own Muni bond market and the liquidity out there. Uh well they just the Fed the the the, the, the feds just came in and right did that for them. So do they what what kind of say do they have about what a state can and can't Oh do? exactly you
0: start <laughs> injecting yourself in all these different right. avenues. Can you explain to people the buyback? And what, oh yeah, sure. What it is? What the issue is?
3: Yeah. So um, there are a let's just say that f- there's a fixed number of shares available for a company. We'll just keep it simple, right? right? Okay. And a lot of those shares are out in the public market, and that's what gets traded every day on exchanges. Buy, right. buy,
1: sell, sell. We'll use
3: Apple stock. Okay. So millions of shares of Apple stock get traded every day between people like us or institutions or Mutual funds, what have you, right? But there is also shares that the company still owns back in their tre- in the company treasury. They own some portion of shares, right? And so, companies, and this has got—I mean, I think this has happened for a long time, but it's especially been happening over the last ten years, um, in, in increasing amounts of um, discussion and scrutiny and yeah, examination, where companies that. V- themselves feel like, wow, our stock is cheap. It it behooves us to go purchase out in the open market from people like us or mutual funds or whatever, people that are interested in selling. I'm gonna go buy shares in the open market for our company and put them put more shares into our treasury. I have less supply out there. Right. Still the total number of shares still stays the same. It's just I'm gonna own more in the company treasury and I'm because I'm buying more out there in the open public market. Well, in some ways you can think about that as a, it's a type of a dividend for the, for the shareholder out there who continues to hold the share because it's a buyer of the shares. So that's putting upward pressure on the stock. Then the question becomes, well, that's cool. Well, how did the company just go out there and purchase those shares? And that's where it comes back to is because of interest rates being so low over the last 10 years. And a lot of these companies being rated very good credit quality, right? they're able to borrow money pretty cheaply. So they would borrow money, take on debt, issue debt, get cash, take that cash, turn around, and buy shares. With the thought of, as I buy these shares, I'm thinking they're going to appreciate greater than the interest payments on the debt. That right. And
1: then buy. eventually, at some point, they could even sell Correct. those shares out again That's right. in the future and then take the money. That's right. But again, they were putting debt onto
3: their balance sheet in and, an effort to purchase these shares. And
0: it's a, my understanding is, it's it's an artificial way to inflate the cost of the share right because right. it makes it look like it's in more demand than it is
3: which is why I'm, which is kind of why i categorize it it's like a it's like a dividend to the shareholder out there that just keeps holding their share right right it's a non-cash dividend it's a dividend in the form of the share price going up just a tad
1: right exactly right swoosh me louie i want to write, get right into this with another article Right in the same topic that you're talking about. Boom. From Bloomberg, California warns investors virus may affect its finances. Credit quality? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody? California, home to the world's fifth largest economy, warned investors that the coronavirus and the current, concurrent global market declines could hit its finances. There can be no assurances that the spread of the novel strain of coronavirus called COVID-19 will not materially impact the state and national economies and accordingly materially adversely impact the general funds, California said in documents circulated to investors for its bond sale next week. Mm. While the effects of COVID-19 on the state may be temporary, it appears to be altering the behavior of businesses and people in a manner that may have negative impacts on global and local economies. Now, this article was written a little bit earlier. Right. you sure. got to tell. For sure, for you know? sure. Uh, California is selling $2.2 2 in general obligation bonds next week with a retail order March 9th and pricing March 10th. So you can see we're, yep. we're a yep. past that now. Uh, While California has enjoyed a robust recovery from the recession with credit ratings uh, the highest in nearly 20 years and an unemployment at a record low, it is vulnerable to market declines because of its reliance on the wealthy to fund its services. About 70% of the state's general fund comes from personal income tax receipts, and the top 1% of taxpayers accounts for 47% of such collections in 2017. The bond document says um, such people have their fortunes tied to the stock market. Yep. Capital gains accounts for about 10% of the state's annual revenues this year. That leads to voluntarily, Vol- volatility generally, and the stock market in the U.S. and globally have seen significant recent declines that have been attributed to coronavirus concerns,
3: said the document. Well, there ain't a lot of capital gains to be had right now. Oh, I'm not thinking that's going to be a source of revenue in 2020
1: no. for California. Uh, I remember back in the 2017 budget, in fact, or 2018, where am I here? But anyway, the, the budget proposal. Uh, they said specifically that, that... Uh, uh, that figure was correct. They probably pulled that statement from that budget document. And where we are very susceptible to a recession because of market volatility, and because our tax revenues do come from the wealthiest 1% of Californians. And boy, do we have a lot of them because of the tech boom.
0: The other thing not being considered is not just the capital gains, John, Yeah. or the lack of, Yeah. but the writing off of all your losses. Right, which is going to bring down your gross adjusted income, which means you're going to pay less tax or get more of a refund. Right. Because everyone's writing those losses off.
3: Right. Which could be major losses. And if you had any sort of gain that you did something so it'd let, be offset. It'd be offset, right? right? So that so the potential return that someone that the state would have gotten from the sale of a commercial property that gets zeroed because it's probably that person can now find losses to offset that right. gain without looking too hard I bet now right, right now
0: <laughs> and, I, and so I think you just you will see also just a decrease in income tax because of how many people will have such a write off Especially because, and you can say, well, not so many people. You know, we'll have the maybe not all these people are invested, but I'm talking about the giant, the seventy percent right? of That's, the general fund that comes from the wealthy. They are invested, <laughs> correct? And they're going to major write offs right now or this year.
3: That's exactly right. We
1: we're, we're right there at this bubble being bursted, big time. Right on the edge here. Right on the edge, yep. and this. Oncoming recession, and I guarantee you, it's coming, because we can't take this hit, this stock market hit, and just walk away from it. Especially here in California, it's gonna get worse. People, just buy the dip, Bobby. Buy the dip. Buy the dip. <laughs> Only if it's chewing dip. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, it's gonna uh, get. It's gonna get really interesting because again, you're talking about credit ratings being affected.
1: I right. I had previously looked up what our debt to GDP was. Oh, interesting. Okay, Uh, this is you know preliminary, but we were at 107 percent debt to GDP as a state. As a state for the California, really? This is actually an improvement. Really? Hmm?
3: And that gets us. I just I just looked it up. That gets us a double A minus rating.
1: We wow. used to well, actually, we used to be pretty close to 120 percent, did we really? Yeah, we were really skating this thing, uh, but the economy was really good, and we were putting money away uh, because we had extra money in the till
3: It's related to debt, but it's a little bit of a tangent because I don't think we talked about this the last time we had a podcast, but it's happened since then. The fact that we as California did not pass, yeah, prop 13. Okay, I know there's all the arguments out there. Well, it was named Prop 13. That's why it failed. I'm not so willing to assign that reasoning to it. You think people are waking up? Uh, there's a little bit of me that's hopeful about that. It's hard to totally say no to that point. but I think people learned from the gas tax. Oh, yeah.
0: I think a lot of people got bamboozled on the gas tax. <laughs> that's or, a good word for stupid. the gas tax,
3: bamboozled.
0: <laughs> and So true. And they've now seen it go up. Every year after that, you know, I think we've had one year after that now, and it yeah. just it keeps going up. It's it's oh, that's gap, how yeah. it was written
3: was to go up every year, every July or whatever. So, uh, by the way, do either of you guys could no. you tell from our stations nope. that crude oil is at twenty five dollars a barrel right
1: now? No,
0: can
3: you
1: can you absolutely. tell at our California gas stations? I have stations? friends in Texas who show me buck something, dollar something gas over there. Over here, it's a joke.
0: Uh, there's that, and I haven't seen any improvements to the roads really. Right, all this new. <laughs> Gas tax infrastructure. John, have you seen any major improvements to the roads? Because this was the fix. <laughs> That's why
3: I'm laughing so I mean, Caltrans
0: right? even went through stop traffic to petition this thing.
3: Bullet
0: this is train. all we needed.
1: Our high-speed rail but, Right. whistleblower came out and said he was not allowed to say anything negative. Yeah, there's our train. Not allowed to say anything negative. Shut up and pay your taxes, Louie. That kind of... Uh, <laughs> If we're spending billions of dollars on this boondoggle, and we no, gotta, no. again, another a, topic we got to dive into.
3: It's a jobs program. It's, <laughs> it's it's not a train a train creation program. It's a jobs program. I let's let's be honest. Yeah,
2: I Look,
1: I'm, la's debating whether they're going to do approve a two billion dollars section pretty right. soon. Uh, they, I'm sure they put it <laughs> on hiatus for just a moment, but it was on the docket. They were ready to start talking about it. I, I am super
0: curious, though, to see uh, with a state that so heavily relies on the wealthy to subsidize oh, it. Oh, this is going to be ugly. And now the wealthy are kicked in the teeth. And this
3: is going to be ugly.
0: Uh, you know, and it's not just the portfolios, it's just I want to no. see how many businesses are still around when this thing finally gets lifted in April right? I mean cuz that's what we're talking about is earliest. I mean earliest going back to life is April. Again,
3: I was talking with somebody about this. If there's there's a couple of things, there's more than this, I'm sure, but if there's a couple of things that the government loves, it's power and taking their time.
2: <laughs> and so they don't
3: rush for anything. And so, the mixture of those two things, I hate to say it, this is not going to unwind itself anytime soon.
1: The government does love a study.
3: <laughs> that, too. Yeah.
0: Lots of research and studies mm-hmm. and uh, working groups and putting together
3: teams. And so, Blue they teams. say April back to where we originally started this podcast. They say April. I don't know about that. I hate to say it, but. It's an opinion.
0: The only thing I could see is if school is really pressing, but it's not. It's not. They've already written it off. So,
3: Right.
0: And once it warms up, like uh, I think it was uh, Ron Paul was talking about that. Oh, right. You actually telling people to sit inside all day and not go outside and get vitamin D and everything else they need and run around and – Actually it causes that, the that virus to fester. That was fine yeah. when that
1: recent rainstorm came through, but as soon as it was over, we're taking the dog out. We're yeah, a nice little stroll and, down the block. And he's a
0: doctor, right? And he he had a really valid point. I felt of that's why like the flu doesn't survive. These diseases don't survive in the summer months because right. the heat, working out, going outside, getting sunlight, all that helps fight off sickness. Sitting at home all
3: day in bed under the blankies helps that stick around. But look, I'm going to go back to the, you know, our overlords theme. Doesn't doesn't at least a thread of everything we're seeing and being told to do, back to the point of, they think that there's dials out there, that they're, they're just looking for the right dial settings for us as a society, and they can eliminate the virus. They can solve right. this. And the arrogance, there's an arrogance behind that that's just... I, if we could do that, we would have done that with the flu by now. If there was, <laughs> if it was dialable, right down to nothing, right. Well, and that's the question everyone has: How come we're
0: just now starting to take some kind of stand, and not just a stand, but like shut
1: the world down? Right. Let me give you a statistical nugget.
0: Drop it. We, we're we, gonna we compare
1: those. apples to apples, I suppose. Uh, Two thousand nine financial market hit. In California, back in the Great Recession, employees cut eight hundred thousand workers. Mm. California alone, mm. one in twenty of all jobs in a twelve-month span
3: gone. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know what. How you said much. one in what? One 20. in twenty. Five percent of all jobs. Yeah, I don't know how much that's going to affect this go-round. What it's really going to come down to is being able to pay lenders. Now, hopefully, the rumors are true that Trump is working with a lot of banks and other type lending institutions. And my hope is that he convinces them to do something that's very odd and weird, which is to just forego the month of March. And extend everybody's terms an extra month. If you had, let's say, a car on a sixty day term, skip this month. Sixty sixty months. Sixty one I mean, yeah. month. Yeah. C- congratulations. Now sixty one month. We're not gonna charge you a finance charge. We're just gonna erase the month of March from and your you, bill. Do you think uh
0: the reciprocity in that would be they lowered the Fed to zero? Right? I mean they're lending amongst each other right. is almost an even money right now. Right.
1: So That would be my best hope that they all kind of looked Trump in the eye and said, you know what, it's either that or everybody foregoes on their loans or, you know, right. (laughs) And believe me, it'll be terrible because while people are working, there are a lot of people working, a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people are getting the pink slip right now.
0: Well, and it's not uh, completely unheard of when I just on an anecdotal basis when I got my first car loan through a uh, credit union, they always let you skip a December payment if you wanted. Sure. So, and I know um, my mom was just telling me uh, her bank, she got an email at, saying that she could skip a payment for March or whatever it was. So, mm. it's not unusual for at least for credit unions to allow you to skip a payment. And they just, especially it, the they just tack it on the end. Yeah, I mean, if you did it through your five or seven-year loan, you're adding almost another half year I get it. of payments I and get interest. It. But it eases the holiday I get payment. Yeah. You know, When I was a dumb 18-year-old, I did it. Yeah.
3: No, no, I, I get it,
0: though, yeah. But I, they're not uh, – especially if you only did it for one month or even two months. You said March and April. Yeah. Then you're adding two months to the back end. Yeah. Yeah, idea on a thirty-year p- mortgage, that ain't such a big deal. Yeah, right? but
1: at the same time, you just got to forego that payment. It just you just shift it down the line. Just it does. March didn't exist. March and April don't exist. Just shift it down the line and be like, okay, we're we're cool. Don't make a payment. But then
0: that's also money missing on the bank, right? So the bank needs to be made whole somewhere because they're lending that they, money. They out. are
1: lending it, but they intend to get the entire full money back if they just shift it down the line. It's just kind of, it. March and April don't exist.
3: The ripple of, what we're really just talking about, right, is the secondary and tertiary ripple effects of these orders and edicts that have come down. And we can wrap our heads to an extent around the primary ones. But I don't know if we've even, if it's hard to see where the full extent of the ripples are going to land, you know? And I think in terms of bonds, revenues for for states, we're probably just only
1: even able to grasp the first couple of innings of where that's all going to head. Talking about orders and edicts, uh, just last Monday, uh, Newsom, he signed an executive order uh, halting foreclosures and evictions in the state while also directing the state utilities commissions to monitor efforts by companies to prevent utility shutoffs an order issued by the governor's office Monday night temporarily authorized local governments to halt evictions and directs the state's Department of Business Oversight and Housing to collaborate on efforts to help Californians avoid foreclosure.
0: Yeah, so there's just the ripple of you solved the problem for the tenant, but you didn't solve the problem for the note holder, mm-hmm. right? So Bingo. that's almost where you need the banks to be on it, too, because the other person still got to pay the note. Right, right. So my tenants don't pay, and then I still got to pay the mortgage on the building if, if I'm making payments on it. So it just keeps trickling down. You right. ultimately need the lender to say, yeah, we'll waive this. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just going to kick it down, and the other
1: dude's going to get hit with it. That's why I say just pick up those two months. Shove them to but, the back. But Bobby, <laughs> honestly, here's the scary part I mean, the they have no incentive is, to do it.
0: But the scary part is there's no guarantee right. that after two months, people
3: will just be back into work and business will just be making money. And that right there, in a really general sense, is exactly what the market every day has been trying to price. And it's incredibly difficult. There's no better mechanism, I believe, to try and price all of those probabilities in- But I think to a a large extent, that's why we see the volatility that we see on a day-to-day basis in the stock market because we're all living in an information vacuum. And if there's one thing markets hate, it's a lack of information to find out where to settle. They'll take really bad information all the way to really good information that's bad to information that's really good, but they need information to properly price And it's why you just see swings of terms like limit up. Right. And then by the end of the day, limit down. I mean, because there's no good. Is this a month? Is this two months?
1: Is it one day? (laughs) You know, yep. No clue. Uh, Another one of our great edicts was the taking over of of hotels. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sheltering the homeless, great. But normally those hotels would be booming with plenty oh. of cash and paying their employees. But th- I that's Dib- not the case. I
3: call dibs on a suite at the Marriott. <laughs> right. If we're if we're doing a dibs thing here,
1: you're going to the Econo Lodge. No, I'm Super not. Eight? I just called. I just
3: <laughs> called dibs at the Marriott. Uh, you can't a suite? He called it. You can't take that away. Uh,
1: how do they get compensated? Well, that's just it. So, right. uh, it it's one thing if the
0: hotel is shutting down, right? Saving on money, but when you're going to keep it in service, right? I, I assume the feds are going to pay for it,
1: right? <laughs> Ta-da! The, the The bill, the things that we're talking about. Remember, we pay the government, right? <laughs> the The government well, is ultimately limited in its cash supply, unless they are printing cash.
0: Which is what they're gonna be doing. Which means injecting cash. We're not
1: even our
3: parents certainly know, and probably now not us, but the bill is just being shoved further and further and further down the line. Print more money. Print it. If we're Oh no you had you had a comment. Okay. Well I'm gonna stay on the economy topic and the markets, but I'm gonna switch gears a little bit because we got a couple we got a couple Senators and others. Oh, yes. Yeah. A little bit of, little bit of trouble here. Mm-hmm. Although they say they're not, but we'll let the, the public decide on that one. So this comes out of, uh, well, two articles, Reason Magazine and ABC News. They both covered this. Senators Richard Burr and Kelly Loeffler. I'm not sure how to exactly say her last name, but I'm going to go with Loeffler. Accused of coronavirus-motivated insider trading. So, this article says um, privately, Senator Richard Burr, a Republican from North Carolina, he warned constituents weeks ago that coronavirus, quote, was akin to the 1918 pandemic. Publicly, he towed the president's line that the new disease would not be a big deal. However, Burr sold off between 600,000 and $1.7 in stocks on February 13th, suggesting that he used his private knowledge about the coming economic impact of the pandemic to prevent personal financial losses. Let me skip down. Senator Kelly Loeffler, a Republican from Georgia, also sold off hundreds of thousands of dollars in stocks between January 24th and Feb 14th. Loeffler has claimed that she was not made aware of these transactions until February 16th and that investment decisions are made, I'm sorry, quote, investment decisions are made by multiple third-party advisors without my or my husband's knowledge or involvement. Uh, A couple of nuggets from the ABC News article is that Senator Burr has since come out and said, quote, I relied solely on public news reports to guide my decisions regarding the sale of stocks on February 13th. Um, However, I spoke this morning with the chairman of the Senate's Ethics Committee and asked him to open a complete review of the matter with full transparency. There's actually another senator involved in this.
1: Is it, is it Grandma?
3: It is yeah. the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Senator yeah.
1: Diane Feinstein.
3: So isn't one of these that you mentioned their husband, like the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange? Yes, I believe yeah. the one from Georgia. Yeah, which or they, or... that's right. Ke- Kelly Loeffler, that's what her husband is. And that's the point. It's not a defense, but in some ways they're saying, if that's all she sold, that's like nothing to them. They're worth like she and her husband together worth like $500 million. I'm not saying that's a defense, but on the one hand, like selling a million dollars of stocks, if your net worth is 500 mil, like, okay. Nonetheless, the the optics of it aren't great. When you find out, um, hold on. One of these articles covers it. Um, I think she sold, well, she definitely bought, she, she sold some hotel stocks, I think. And then she bought Citrix, which oh, is yeah, the yeah. go to media. Yeah. All that,
2: <laughs> that doesn't look so good. You that's, know,
3: actually, those are two big plays right there. Right. Yeah. If you sold like your general stock market mutual fund, like yeah. still not great. I mean, that's but, a PowerFlex move right I mean, there. <laughs> right. Um, and then yeah, so so Feinstein between late January and mid February, she sold up to six million worth of stocks, but the trades did not appear to be connected with companies impacted by the pandemic. She said she had. No, this one's the funny one. She said she had quote unquote no input on her husband's financial transactions. Right. Well, like, this is an interesting one because I was reading this the other night and, well, <laughs>
0: they always hide behind the blind trust. Of course. Offense, yes. Always. Right? Always. And she claimed she did not know this was happening. And Right. When your husband is making a multi-million-dollar deal, <laughs> no, it doesn't not. even come up in passing. <laughs> exactly.
3: I like just said the dinner table. What'd you do today, honey? Oh, uh, yeah. nothing. In the in the back of your mind, yeah. I just unloaded a couple mil. <laughs> yeah, I, I just
0: either these people are that disconnected, or they're just outright liars. Like that that doesn't come up at all. I mean, there's a lot of households where so, you can't even go buy a new television. Without consulting the other, (laughs) a a, lot, a lot
1: of these politicians, like you said, they can hide behind the blind trust model. Now here's here's where it gets fun. Whereas they are privy to this information, correct? That's the whole. That's the rub here, right? They're part of public, but
3: also private, classified
1: uh, briefings. Now, what they do with that information, if they. Go tell it to their advisor. They tell their advisor (laughs) who manages their blind trust. Exactly. Hey, I I happen to know the economy is going to a crapper pretty soon.
3: I'm not going to know what you end up doing with this info, but here's the info.
1: (laughs) Do with it what you
0: must. I've seen arguments that um, (laughs) Congress people, you should be able to see their transactions in real time. Uh, Not just a disclosure statement after the fact but a real-time transaction history of how they are investing. Even if, in a blind trust. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like an exchange uh, for them? <laughs> right. If you are, uh, because especially in the case of the senators, they were privy to senator-only meetings that talked about the impending virus hitting the states. And if you could uh, see in real time how they are investing, A, the rest of the market would go with them, right? And B, it's not just a uh, month-down-the-road disclosure statement.
3: I got okay, I got another article. This is really good. When you when we hear the specific <laughs> stocks, this makes this stuff even this again, these people. That's always the sign that you know they're right, the, they're, exactly. And you're going to you guys are just going to laugh at these. Again, more evidence that these people are not angels. And again, we don't care what letter is next to their name. Yeah. There's corruption everywhere. This is from a political article on the 21st So here's the paragraph. Previously unreported lawmakers who sold assets in the weeks leading up to the market crash included Rep. Susan Davis, a Democrat from California, who unloaded thousands of dollars of stock in Alaska Airlines and Royal Royal Caribbean Cruises. Huh. A senior aide to Senator Mitch McConnell made a mid-January purchase of Moderna, Inc., a biotech company that had four days earlier announced it would begin developing a coronavirus vaccine. (laughs) An, a- <laughs> an aide to Senator Jean Shaheen, who serves on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, sold off stock in companies including Delta Airlines in late January. Coincidence? And then she later bought Clorox, which makes bleach <laughs> and sanitary wipes. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Keep moving. Clorox home. was one of the only positive oh, only. stocks. One of the only ones. Yeah. One of the Zoom. only.
0: Ones. Zoom. That's right. That's right.
1: Uber
3: actually
0: picked up. Did it? Because they have
1: Uber Eats. We well, go after they deliver food.
0: Uber's call this week, they talked about how they could take a whole, they could take a loss the entire year and still have 30% in cash. Really? Like they've got billions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I think drove them up a little bit, but.
3: I mean, when you just read some of the specific stocks, that's where it gets like, again, if you sold your general mutual fund deal, okay, you're still, there's still the question of, of insider deal, but it gets much blurrier about, did you have public info? Did you right. go on a hunch? When you're like pushing out airlines and cruise companies and buying Clorox, and I mean, you're making some pretty specific <laughs> right. moves at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you're if you're <laughs> buying Amazon and Tesla and Snap, you're doing what the world's doing, <laughs> right? Right. But, right. but if you're um, if <laughs> if you're yoloing everything on <laughs> Clorox, <laughs> exactly.
3: Come on, that's exactly right. I think that's a good one to end on. Yeah. There's a little funny note for a serious topic.
1: Don't get the tar and feathers out just yet, but it's coming pretty soon. Yeah, it is coming.
3: Exactly.
0: Another episode down. This is our special Corona Chinese virus. Thank you. (laughs) The Wuhan virus episode. Tell your friends... Um, when you're locked up at home, that's a good time to just binge listen to the episodes.
3: And we got how many past episodes out there? We got a good sixty-five. Uh, we're, plus. Yeah, we're on yeah. sixty-six
0: yeah. now. So, yeah. tell your friends we're probably your only voice in this state at this point. I can almost guarantee that. And the guards might be at your door any moment now.
1: Hey, tell your friends it's not a joke. Push that share button. Yeah, it actually works. We're your only
0: voice. Seriously, check out Apple iTunes. We're the only voice. For the other side in california
3: and frankly this is gonna get a little scary because bobby's send off it's getting closer
0: it's getting <laughs> to reality close.
1: than and if you before. haven't heard it
0: uh find us on apple itunes google play store cali streaming.com cali streaming.com and bobby more important than ever more what does everyone need ever, to know as we're sitting getting home,
1: getting ready to burn it all down